Welcome everybody to Mom Street USA. My name is Kate, aka the Disney Cicerone, and this is my lovely co-host, uh, Jackie Wishes Mama. And tonight we're going to be talking about getting to Disney. Um, we did touch on this a little bit in a previous episode, but we didn't quite go as super in-depth as we would love to here. Because we get a lot of questions, or at least I do, I'm sure Jackie does too, about like how you know, how do you fly? How do you find the best flights? How do you like travel on an airplane with children? How do you drive a long distance with children? What's the best way to go about that? Um, and then also um, when you get there, you know, like if um, getting around Disney too. But um, so that's what this episode will be about is to give you some uh, practical tips for getting to Disney. And of course, um, everyone who's in the chat, please feel free to chime in with your tips as well and questions if you have them, because we'd love to answer them. Absolutely. So so, um, are we, are we starting with flying? Is that what we are going to start with yeah, tonight? Let's, or let's you, do that. Okay. Sounds good. So, um, Jackie and I kind of chatted about this, um, offline because I tend, I tend to fly more than drive. I ha have driven to both Disneyland and Disney world at different times. Um, so I have experience with that, but not nearly as much as Jackie. So we're going <laughs> to let her be the expert on all things driving and I get to be, <laughs> I, I fly a best. lot to Disney, so, yes. <laughs> um, and I've flown a lot with my children, too, because we have relatives that live um, all over the U.S., so um, so I'm going to do a little bit more of the flying portion of it. So let's talk about flights. Um, I, I think the best place to start is, like, people ask me, how do you get the cheapest flights, or what's the best airline? Um, and I feel like what's the best airline really is subjective, because it depends on a lot of things. If you have, you know, a maybe a credit card with miles on it, or you prefer a specific airline over another just personally, or you've already had a lot of rewards points for one particular airline from flying. Um, everybody's kind of got their thing. I know I love Southwest a lot just mm -hmm. because you can get free bags when you fly, nice. but they're also pretty pricey, especially from where I live. So I don't necessarily take them all the time just because I can't afford it. It's just too much. So I always say, um, what you want to do is long before you're going to go is unless you're playing a last minute trip, start um, set up a either Google flights or go on kayak and set up a price alert and say, mm -hmm. I'm going to travel here with this many people. And then it will just kind of like watch that fare for you. And as soon and they kind of predicts it too. they're like, they'll say like, by now, we don't think it's going to go back down. They're usually pretty good about that unless there's like world stuff that happens that raises nice. prices or whatever you know yeah. so you can't right. you can't, can't a lot control of that, going that. Around. yeah well, and there's <laughs> yeah, a, weather there's a, like... another app i don't know if you've used before um called hopper that i have used oh, yeah. to track flights as well that does a very similar mm -hmm. thing where you can set your range and it'll let you know kind of when to buy so add yeah. that into your That's mix a great of, one too. of different tools to use yeah if, if anything just pick your favorite but track it with something and yes. then it will kind of let you know like this is um getting I usually say it used to be almost a standard that right about 75 days out for a um a domestic flight was the time when you would find about the cheapest price so I think a, you know if you're a planner your inclination is to like buy really far in advance because it's got to be cheapest right well it's not not actually true it, it tends to trend down until about 75 days and then it starts to creep back up. So that is usually the time when you'll see those prices be the lowest. Um, and then um, 
again, you also definitely need to take into account how many suitcases you're going to have to check because they yeah. add up so quickly and Absolutely. that really can take a huge chunk out of, out of your budget <laughs> for air travel. So uh, that's why I guess Southwest, it's kind of just like the cost is like you get free bags, but it's not because it's kind of built into the price of it. And that's why it's priced a little higher. So, um, yeah. and Southwest, uh, they do have kind of that what causes me a lot of anxiety, their like boarding process, because <laughs> of you, you have to like, you know, check in at like to the second, yeah. you know, 24 hours in advance to make sure you get in a good boarding group so that you can sit together with your people. Right. Now they do allow groups with kids that are six and under to board like after group A. So usually you don't even have to worry about that if you've got kids that are six and under. So that that's great for Southwest. But a lot of these other airlines, they have a lot of policies now. Some of them like unless if you get the really cheap ticket, there's no guarantee your family will sit together. And that right. is true. Like they, they'll probably try to move it around so you can sit with your child at least. Mm -hmm. But they might take if you have two adults, they might split you up a, one adult over here with a child, and one adult over here. So right. I recommend kind of maybe paying just a slightly more to make sure you are seated together. That's definitely yeah, absolutely. Um, Becca is saying on here, some of those apps may not track all of the airlines. She says they don't track Southwest or some of the discount airlines like Frontier and Allegiant. So keep that in mind as you're tracking flights um, that you may need to be bouncing between some different airlines um, to get the accurate information for that. And so I was just thinking like, how do I want to do this? Like what's the best way to kind of give these tips? Cause um, I don't want to overwhelm you guys with information. And I'm not going to uh, say a lot of the tips we already talked about with travel that we did in a couple episodes ago, which was our packing episode. So mm -hmm. there's some really great travel tips in that one as well. But um, just thinking through like moving through the airport, um, I know when I traveled with kids and I took I took my stroller and my car seats through security and gate checked my um, car seats. Mm -hmm. um, and so one of my biggest tips is to uh, make sure your car seats and strollers are don't have any crumbs in them. Clean them before you go, because something about Cheerio crumbs registers all the alarms for the TSA. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And we pretty much what are got the odds of that. I know. And so it's like they, you know, what they do, if it doesn't fit through the, um, the like security, uh, thing, I can't, where's my word? The like the, the, the belt the that scanner. goes through the x-ray yeah. scanner, right? Yeah. Okay. If it doesn't fit through that, they have to like use a little like cloth to like wipe down everything. And then they stick that in like a machine that's supposed to detect like chemicals, I guess. Yeah. But there's some, which almost makes me not like want to eat Cheerios again. But there's little, something in Cheerios that just, yeah, it like, it just sets off that alarm. So if you oh, have no. kids that eat Cheerios in your car seat, like, like most of us, um, just make sure it's clean before you go through security. So anyway, yeah. I will say oh, that taking a stroller, we would always pile on our car seats on top of our stroller and I would carry yeah. the baby um, with me through security. And I love that the TSA doesn't separate you from your kids in terms of like um, walking. You get to walk through this, the little scanner instead of like the one where they make you put your hands up like this. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do yeah. that with kids. They let you just walk through. Um, they did separate me, though, when that happened with the Cheerios and my kids oh, were no. screaming because they wanted to get to me and they wouldn't let me go near them, which was awful. So oh, no. TSA. Thanks, TSA. That's great. Yeah. Um, Michael is saying he wonders if that would even happen with TSA pre-check or not. Oh, that's a good question. That I don't know. 
I don't have TSA pre-check, but I should get it since I travel so often. Yeah. Maybe I'll do right. that. Right. And maybe, well, your kids are past the Cheerio crumb age at this point. They are. Right? <laughs> Which is a little sad. I'm not going to lie. So, yeah. I not know. sure. Not sure about about pre-check. That may be a way to, to try to avoid that if you know you've got um, crumbs in your in your strollers. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> or just I do have a good I like... shake out in the parking lot before you go in. <laughs> Um, and sometimes you don't, you can't really necessarily pick which security line you go in. But if you have a choice, look for the ones where you don't have to take all your stuff out of the bags. Because some airports yeah. now, they have a combination of both. They have ones where you can mm-hmm. keep everything in your bags and it scans the whole thing through the scanner. And that makes life so much less stressful as a parent, especially if you've got extra iPads or whatever in your bag. Yeah. Um, I like those ones. Um, and usually you can tell because there's a whole bunch of people try to pull stuff out of their bags and there's like smaller bins and the ones where you have to take everything out and there's bigger bins and a bigger machine and the ones you don't. So, you know, if you get a choice, you know, head for that line that <laughs> you yeah. don't have to take your stuff out. Save, save yourself so a little it. bit of a headache when you get there. It's so stressful. It's so, yeah. that is, I think like the stressful, most stressful part of flying for me is like, I know there's people behind me waiting, but now my kids yeah. are like asking me questions and I'm trying to pull everything out of my bag and I'm just like panicking and I'm like, do I have anything? Are they going to think that I'm like a criminal? Like, then <laughs> you get pulled for like random searches and you're like, come on. I know. And I'm so, and I think yeah. one time I had two cell phones for my kids like my old cell phones I had them with loaded like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and stuff on them right because I had two cell phones in my bag that that triggered a a search because I had I'm like really (laughs) anyway I could go on and on about the TSA (laughs) I know I know I'm so so suspicious Um, Um, Slay is saying in my chat airline credit cards typically have a pre-check discount Oh, um, yeah. So if you're doing pre-check and then Michael's saying pre-check is great, got through TSA in two minutes at MCO last week. So that pre-TSA pre-check is definitely something worth looking into for your trip. Oh, yeah. Um, to, to Especially save you some MCO. Time. Those yeah. lines are crazy at MCO. Absolutely. Gosh. Yeah. Leave a, leave a lot of time. If you're traveling back from Orlando, yeah. leave a lot of time to go through security because those lines can get very long, especially in the mornings. So mm-hmm. Um, luckily we always tend to fly out in the evenings usually, but, oh man, those morning lines can take like an hour sometimes. Yeah. So or more really I've seen. Yeah. Leave, yeah. leave lots of time to go through security, especially with littles, um, mm-hmm. and treat it like a really long, long, uh, Disney line where you, you know, go to the bathroom <laughs> in advance and things like that. Right. You know, use all your Disney hacks. Yeah. The MCL line. <laughs> oh my goodness. Too bad they don't have, you know, like lightning lanes that would be helpful. I know although I know. pre-check would pre-check. be kind of yeah like your lightning lane so your think of it that way is your lightning lane yes, yes. so decide <laughs> decide accordingly how you would like to utilize that with a decidedly less fun ending just saying <laughs> you have to go on so space bound at the end no no you don't you just get to sit and wait for your plane for your flights <laughs> so not true. nearly as fun um, after security, just thinking through some of my hacks, I always make sure my kids are older. Um, so I always say anything your kid can carry, let them carry it. Not only does it teach them responsibility, but it takes less stuff for you to carry. Now, of course, if they're tired or not feeling well or anything, we always carry them, right? We're like the pack horses, <laughs> but especially with my older kids, I just, I tell them before the trip, I set out the expectation and say, this, if you want to take it, you have to carry it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to carry it for you. And so you have to make some decisions about what you're going to carry and what you're not. So my kids all have a little like roller, my bat, my son has like roller suitcase, 
Um, they actually kind of all have roller backpacks, which is mm -hmm. really helpful. So they could wear it on their back if they want, or they can roll it if it's too heavy. Um, and those are really great for them because then they can just kind of pack their bags. Obviously, I look at what they pack because you got to right. go through security. So. Yep, exactly. <laughs> just saying. But um, And then we also do, um, I think almost everybody does this, but water bottles can be so expensive after security. So we always make sure we take an empty water bottle through security that we can take. Mm -hmm. And honestly, with my kids... Sometimes we take our actual ones, but most of the time we take like plastic water bottles just because my kids tend to lose them like really quickly. And then oh, they're no. all upset because they lost their favorite water bottle and it's a right. whole thing. And I'm like, you know, don't don't worry about it. We'll just like we'll do a plastic one that we can reuse. So we're, you know, yeah. helpful to the environment. Um, right. But it also if they they do lose it, it's just like, oh, it's no big deal. We'll pick up another yeah. one because kids lose stuff. <laughs> right. Just it saying. happens. Yeah, it happens. That's for sure. Um, let's see what else. Some things that I like to pack for my kids to do on the planes. We did talk about this a little bit. We talked about stickers and we talked for littler kids. We talked about mm -hmm. stickers and a roll of painter's tape, like the blue mm -hmm. painter's tape. will keep your like two year old entertained for hours on the plane, just sticking mm -hmm. and unsticking. So it's really great. It doesn't damage anything. It doesn't bother anybody. Very quiet activity. Yeah. Um, for my older kids, um, we do a lot of digital books, um, tablet. Honestly, we watch shows on planes because it's not going to hurt them for a couple right. hours. Absolutely. Um, and no also, shame in that. Yeah. And we also really love Mad Libs. That's like, that's a thing now with my older kids. They How will fun. do a Mad Libs book and do it for hours. And I'm like, they're getting like secret grammar phonics like they're getting all <laughs> secret learning is happening secret learning <laughs> they don't know because they think it's fun right <laughs> well and like my kids are at the age now where we do like we'll take coloring books but their coloring books are more like like tracing and like letters yeah. and numbers but secret like learning. they love it secret learning <laughs> they love it because it's something fun and we tend to buy like new ones when we go places like that um so we'll buy new coloring and new maybe a new pack of colored pencils or crayons or whatever they're able to um, responsibly take on a plane or in a car and not, you know, draw all over everything. Um, <laughs> we don't do markers. No, you're, my kids no, you're are child. not. Yeah, my <laughs> kids are not there yet. They are four and six. Right. We don't do any markers. Or if we do, they're like those special color wonder ones that only draw on like the certain paper because right. then I know that it's not going to make a giant mess. Um, that is so smart. Yeah. Yes. So we do we do some secret learning too with their with their coloring books. <laughs> Yeah, and I do. I did mention in the other um, episode that we do like a travel journal too, especially because we homeschool. So um, they have some great ones on Amazon. I have I put a couple in my Amazon storefront, so they're there. Um, but just they're really simple, full of games and activities and and diary entries. We have them. I don't know if I do it every day at Disney, but I have them fill out a di a page to just kind of remember their trip. Um, that's something we do as part of our homeschool. So for older kids, that's a really fun thing to do. And even little kids, like you can, there's some printable ones you can have, you can even find online. Um, I feel like this is something you should put in your Etsy store as a download is some like a printable <laughs> little kid, like travel journal where they can draw yeah. pictures for things like my, this something mm -hmm. I saw today. And like, you know, that would be really fun. I'll have but, to uh, think about that. <laughs> yeah. Probably I'm won't happen until to do. <laughs> after my trip at this point, cause I'm like 10 days out. So like. Yeah. Time. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so close. Well, you it could is. like take notes on your trip of like, exactly. what would you want your kids to activities? So yeah, anyway, exactly. Exactly. I can't, I can't wait. You're so, that's so exciting. <laughs> You're going so soon. I know. <laughs> um, 
So, okay. So water bottles, um, my kids, um, they, oh, so if you're waiting at the gate, so waiting for your plane, um, a lot of airline airports now have little play areas for kids. I know a lot of them were closed with all of the mm. crazy pandemic things in the past couple of years, but, um, a lot of them are opening back up now. And so they have some great play areas. Where was it? I think it was Orlando. I saw like a whole area that was just playing Disney movies and it was just like a oh, wow. theater area and they How could fun. sit and watch. And it was, so it's just one of the gates. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I definitely would look at that airport map and see if there's any children's play areas that are around mm-hmm. or areas spaces for them because you don't need to sit at your gate until closer to your flight. Obviously pay attention, you know, via your app of for your airline, if there's a flight change or whatnot, but you know, let those kids get the wiggles out mm-hmm. <laughs> before you get on the plane. I think is super helpful. And when I had um, really tiny babies, I always carried a blanket with me so that we could do tummy time or whatever, like at the gate and they wouldn't lay on the the ground, you know, personal preference. Some people are okay with that, but I think those airplane floors are kind of gross. So (laughs) I always carried a blanket that I knew would be kind of my floor blanket for them to do Mm -hmm. um, just some, or just, you know, sit and play with a toy that's there. That's of course, before they start like crawling everywhere, you know, (laughs) know your kids ages I guess so for that one for sure yeah and even just finding like the end of a hallway where you know that there's going to be some extra space or looking around and finding a gate that's currently not in use so that your kid can run in and out of the aisles where the seats are any of that type of stuff you know basic things that you don't even have to have anything with you to do you just have to be more aware of kind of where you're at and what's around you yeah and we usually do um some airports were more have are more finicky about this about this than others, but we usually tend to pack food um, in advance. I pack a hole for each. I kind of do like an assembly line. Now my kids are older and they help with it, but we do the little Ziploc bag with their name, and then we do. We, I gather a bunch of like healthy snacks some not so healthy, you know, some treats too. And they, we kind of put one of, in each person's bag. We, we go down the line and fill up their bag full of snacks and that's their airplane snacks. That's what they call mm. it. My airplane snack bag. And then I usually <laughs> put a few suckers in there too. You can get ones that are, that are on the healthier side as well. Um, but for their ears, for when takeoff and landing, they usually suck on a sucker, which really helps kind of, um, because they don't always know how to pop their ears. So that has been a lifesaver for my youngest, at least one of my kids. So the other two just like suckers. So yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah. And it, it keeps yeah. their mouth occupied for a little while, even if it's not mm-hmm. helping their ears in the moment, it keeps yes. their mouth quiet for a little while. That's always a, a, a warranted break. <laughs> yes. It gives you a few minutes of peace. It's maybe and just relax. Happy as can be. So there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I usually like dole it out. I'm like, and I actually pack a few more in my suitcase for the ride home. So I pack mm-hmm. extra snacks that I can then, you know, unless you're getting grocery delivery there. But if I, if I, I pack for some of those things like suckers and things, I'll just throw a, an extra Ziploc bag of those ones into a suitcase so that when it comes time to go home, I just refill their bags Perfect. so that on the air, airplane ride home, we're not just like getting really expensive airport food, which I mean, we do that too sometimes, especially right. if our flight's delayed or something, but it's inevitable, but yeah. you can really go, those snacks will go a long way mm-hmm. and they eat like twice as many snacks as you think they will when they're on, they're on an airplane because they're like bored. Yeah. <laughs> so pack more than you think you need. Yeah. That's definitely a tip for me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I feel like I'm doing all the talking, but I know we're going to switch really soon here. (laughs) Um, 
a couple more things. I know I talked about in the packing episode, I talked about the headphones for your kids. Such a critical thing. I feel like this is one of my big pet peeves. And if you do this, so much grace for you because mom's got to do what mom's got to do. But it's such a huge thing for me when like people listen to like kid shows on full blast because they're trying to keep their kid calm, which I understand, 100% understand. I was like, please though, put on headphones for the, for everyone around you <laughs> because it's, 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 it's a lot yeah. <laughs> and we have more than one going on. It's just like chaotic. So, yeah. you know, there's some really great kid headphones out there. I put them a couple of recommendations in my Amazon storefront, but there's, I like the ones for little kids that are kind of like a soft headband that goes around their head. Cause it doesn't squeeze their head and it doesn't slip off like every 10 seconds and you're trying to put it back on them. Like that's so stressful. <laughs> yeah. Mom. Um, yeah. And so the headphones for sure. Um, if you don't want to, if you gate check your car seat, but you have a toddler that is, or, or I should say not quite a bigger toddler, they have make something called a cares harness, which turns the seatbelt on the airplane into one that's child safe. And I highly recommend that it's FAA uh, recommended for kids that are kind of like in that betweener age when they're not mm -hmm. quite like they basically they will slip out of the seatbelt if there's an accident if something happens because they're just not secure enough because they're so small so a mm -hmm. cares harness gives it like almost like a five point harness that mm -hmm. keeps them really secure um and that is uh it's on amazon and you can find it places but that's a great one if you don't want to take your car seat on you want to if you want to gate check it um and then you can it's a good kind of in between one my kids don't need it anymore because they're big yeah. but um yeah. yeah, those are incredible. Like when I first saw those, I was like, that is the most genius invention I've ever seen because it just yeah. hooks into what's already there and it just makes them so much more secure so they can't wiggle right out of that seatbelt. Yeah. And it, yeah, not only for safety, but also for security. Like if they're yeah. like, they're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> and right. as a mom, I feel like they could easily like they get down on the floor and crawl around and like, oh gosh, you know, especially yeah. if you're tired and you not off or something. So to know that your yeah. child is secure, I think is good peace of mind. Absolutely. Um, I got a couple comments here. Kids are snack monsters. <laughs> snacks, yeah. I miss, oh yeah, I miss airplane meals from the 80s and 90s. Me too. The food was like horrible, but I miss it because it's like nostalgic, right? Yeah. It all had the same flavor. Um, they also sell a car seat bag on Amazon if you need to check in your car seat. Yes, Jesse, yes. that's a great tip. So if you want to make sure your car seat, I wouldn't say it doesn't get damaged because they, they, but gate checking, they seem to be gentler with them than mm -hmm. just in the general checking of your car seat. Um, I have heard a lot of things about car seats getting really damaged there where they get hairline fractures and things. But um, yeah, having a bag that you can stick it in to cover it, we always did that because then it they get really scuffed up and dirty and gross. And, you know, that, who wants that? So Right, exactly. <laughs> that bag lunch Delta gave us was top notch. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Um, I think I just got a couple more things. So now we're on the plane. So let me think. Oh, um, earplanes. I did mention these before, but if your child really is, I want to say under six is usually when they really struggle with their inner ear, not being able to pop their ears and the pressure. So mm -hmm. I don't think you can give them to infants. I'd have to look up what ages you can get them for, but they look like little earplugs, but they have a little like screw tip on them and they just reduce the pressure like they help equalize it so that it's not, it's not painful for kids. That's why you always hear babies usually on the descent is when yeah. it hurts them the most. 
So it really helps my kids, at least. It's been a lifesaver for me. We don't travel on planes without them. Um, Earplanes is what they're called. And then also there's kids that get air sick. And not always the ones that get car car sick. It's like a different thing. (laughs) I have one that gets air sick and one that gets car sick. Um, So I've just known now these ones get air sick and they have to take Dramamine before we fly, before we take mm-hmm. off every single time. You can also try the C-bands, the little bands that you can wear around their wrist, or you can, um, some people do like the ginger and things like that, or ginger pops, mm-hmm. and those can work. They can help. I think Dramamine is, the kids' Dramamine is, we buy stock in that because yeah. <laughs> it works really well. Well, and, and be prepared if you're not sure, you know, or if you've got a history of being air sick and it's your kiddo's first time flying, just be prepared buy a little bit of each and that way you've got it if you need it. Um, especially if you're going to, to Disney, you know, if you're worried that they may get airsick, they may also then get motion sick on some of the rides, you know, depending on what you're going on and all that type of thing. So just if, if you're worried about it, just my biggest suggestion is just, just be prepared. Just go ahead and buy a little bit of each and hopefully you won't need it. (laughs) Yeah. It's better to be safe than sorry, especially with that. Cause I think the thing for that is like yeah it's awful when your kid throws up because nobody wants to deal with that and you know and then if it especially if it happens on, if they're small enough that happens on their clothes because they don't give you warning like that's awful it's awful it's awful no matter what but I think yeah. the worst thing for me especially like as my kids got older they felt really bad about it like my daughter will take it really hard she's like she's like she thinks it's a big accomplishment if she gets, does a whole flight without throwing up <laughs> and I'm just like and I keep telling her, I'm like, honey, like, you can't control that. It's not your right. fault, you know. That's but the worst I, when they apologize. And you're like, I it, don't. Like, there is nothing to apologize it's like, for. It's okay. Like, I just feel bad for you, you know. Like, yeah. it's terrible. Right. But she just doesn't, you know. So it. there are some kids that are sensitive that way, too, that they feel like they're ruining the vacation because they're, you know, whatever. And so, right. obviously, as a parent, we get to navigate through that. But I think yeah. just have, giving them all the tools you can to make sure that they're not sick is, is good. Um And obviously, you know, if you've got other medications and things, consult your doctor, your pediatrician before. I would never want to recommend you need to give them drugs, you know, like do what you need to do for your for your child. There are alternatives (laughs) that are drug free. So Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's most of my. Oh, I do have I have one. This one's a self-care one for moms. This is my I'll I'll end my flight section with this (laughs) because um I think so often, you know, our, in a new environment, our kids do tend to cling to us sometimes, you know, like I, I, I kind of, I found that. And I also tend to take the burden myself. I'm, I'm a perfectionist, but I take the burden of myself of making sure everything goes right and everybody's okay. And I kind of like take that role on myself and, and I don't get a break then. I'm just kind of like going and going and going. And I think as moms, it's really important for us to know that it's okay for us to turn to a partner, a friend you know, or, you know, even dads who are overwhelmed too, same, same deal, but like turn to somebody and say like, I really need like five minutes to myself. Would you mind coloring with them, holding them, walking with them, like whatever, whatever it is they need. Cause kids need stuff almost constantly when you fly. And it can be so mentally exhausting because maybe you got up early and you really just need to sleep. Like sometimes giving yourself that freedom to say, I, this is what I need in this moment. I need a break and that's okay. And I don't think we give that to ourselves often enough as parents, as moms, especially mm-hmm. we tend to think, well, we'll, we'll, you know, sleep later when everybody's asleep or something, you know, right. we'll take a break when they're napping, you know, but 
it's okay to need a break and especially when flying (laughs) yeah flying when in the theme parks when all all of the above all the times all of the above (laughs) you need a break you need a break take your break figure it out make it work take your break (laughs) absolutely and yeah I think it goes for all life but especially I feel like on airplanes (laughs) when you feel like you're like captive next to your children and you can't get away like if you just need to go to the restroom for a minute to get your space you know obviously don't hang in there for a long time because there's other people that need it but you know do what you need to do thanks Rhonda for the music um yeah so that's I think that is most of my flying advice except for you know all the other things we already know how to do sanitizing surfaces and things like that but we've talked about some of that in the packing episode so I think that we should definitely talk about driving. So perfect. So I'm actually going to piggyback a little bit on what you were saying, because I want to talk briefly just about rental options at MCO. Um, so a couple different options that you have, and I know, I think Kate, you've got some info about transportation that we can kind of tack on the end of this as well. Um, so a couple different options when you get to MCO, first of all, there are companies that will allow you to rent car seats that will deliver them to MCO. Um, now, not everybody may be comfortable with that thought. Um, you would maybe would much rather bring yours or whatever it may be. But um, I did a quick Google search. So many companies just in Orlando alone um, that will allow you to rent and they've got everything from infant car seats to toddler car seats, to booster, high back boosters, to no back boosters, to travel systems that come where you can click into the stroller, all of the above. Um, Some are more expensive than others, just to give you guys kind of a rundown if that's something you're interested in. Um, Some of the websites are more like personal people that are renting out their own, which is an interesting concept to me. It is interesting. Um, Yeah. So there was one that I found called Baby Quip, Q-U-I-P, Baby Quip. Um, And it literally is just people renting out their own personal things. And they start as low as, like, you can get car seats for, like, $10 a day as a rental, um, which is not that much, all things considered, um, depending on how long your trip is, things like that. Um, They do typically have a delivery fee around $20 to $30, depending on who it is and where you're going and that type of thing. Um, But I found that one. I found there's one called Cloud of Goods, which is more of like a company that will rent you their stock that they have. Um, Those are a little bit more pricey. You're looking $50 to $60 a day. Um, Wow. That's a lot. So, yeah, it's a lot. (laughs) Right. Um, So it just depends um, on kind of what your preferences are there. But just know that that option is available for you if that's something that you're wanting to do. If you're like, no, I don't want to risk my car seat being destroyed by the airline. Um, I don't want to worry about lugging it through the airport or whatever that may be. Um, That's an option that you do have if that's something you're interested in. Now, I will say I have not used any of these companies, so I don't know. I don't know offhand, you know, from personal, uh, from personal use, what companies are good and what are not. Um, if anyone has used these companies, please feel free to put it in the chat or if you've got other companies that you've used. Um, but just know that those are available to you if that's something you're looking into doing. Um, oh, and we know something we do as well is um, for my older kids who need booster seats instead of car seats. Like, so if your child is forward facing and old enough for a booster seat, we use something called a bubble bum, which is like an inflatable um, mm-hmm. booster seat. And 
literally can pack like super flat and I can stack all three of my kids because you just take all the air out of it. Mm-hmm. But it is 100% approved for car usage. It's very safe. So, um, and then you just inflate them when you get to the airport. So I just make sure I put it in a place where we can get to it really easily mm-hmm. um, in a suitcase. And when we, when we get there, we just inflate them all for whatever car yeah. we're getting in. Yeah, that's a great option to have if your kiddo is, you know, big enough, old enough, all that good stuff. Um, But yeah, so depending on what you're looking for, that may be something you want to look at. Um, Now, also talking about more rentals, kind of their car rentals. So let's say you fly there, but then you know you want to rent a car when you get to MCO to be able to drive to property or you're going to be going back and forth maybe between Disney and Universal or Legoland or wherever, SeaWorld, you know, there's tons of different places in Orlando that you could want to travel in between. Um, and for a lot of those places, having a car is going to be a lot more convenient than trying to find a Lyft or an Uber or paying that much for a Lyft or an Uber. Um, so on the MCO website, it's literally just orlandoairports.net. Um, they have a list of all 10 car rental places that they, they service. Um, So all their information is right there. I did a little bit of price comparing just to give you guys kind of an idea of what the prices are. Um, So I just looked for kind of run of the mill. I figured if a lot of our listeners are going to have kids, you're going to probably want to look for at least a smaller SUV, if not something bigger than that. Um, Most times, if you've got older kids, you may be able to look for more of like a mid-sized or larger four-door sedan car. Um, But typically, you're going to want an SUV. It's just a lot, at least in my opinion, a lot easier to think about loading luggage and car seats and all of the above when it comes to that. Um, So um, a lot of these companies I was familiar with. Some of them I was not. But um, Kate and I had a conversation earlier. I'm like, I've only rented a car like twice in my life. So I'm not like (laughs) crazy familiar with all of these. Um, But they use Alamo, Avis, and Budget, which I was familiar with. Enterprise hurts some of those. But then there's some other ones that they have on there. Dollar Car Rental, National Car Rental, Payless Car Rental, Thrifty Car Rental. So a couple kind of different ones that maybe aren't the the standard ones that you hear of. Um, And so for like a daily rate, and again, this will change. The longer you rent, typically the cheaper it's going to be per day. Um, So I just looked at a one-day rate just to compare kind of everyone all the same. Um, So when you're looking at a one-day rate of what I would consider the more familiar names, um, budget is going to be your cheapest. It's about $54 a day. Um, Living up to his name. Yeah, right? (laughs) A little ironic there. Um, But you've got, I mean, if you're looking at Alamo's about 60, Avis is about 65, um, Enterprise is about 65, Hertz is about 62. So they all kind of are in a similar range. Um, Budget, like I said, is around 54. So between 54 and 65 a day. Um, Again, the longer you have the rental, the cheaper it's going to be. I didn't dive into all of that because that would have taken me hours to to try to figure out. Um, But definitely shop around. Um, The other thing I will say is look through your insurance company for your car insurance. Because when we rented before, um, we were able to get a discount through our insurance company by using like a code that they had when we went to do it online. Um, So that is something I would definitely look at or things like AAA or, you know, different kind of memberships. Costco. 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 Yep. Too. 
Yeah. Um, those types of things may give you discounts for rental cars. Um, now I know back when we did do rental cars, um, basically it was, we were still driving from Ohio, but we, there were going to be four adults and my son who was not quite two at the time and was still rear facing. And we only just had smaller cars. So we rented an SUV and drove it from Ohio down to Orlando, drove it around Disney, then drove it back and dropped it back off. Um, (laughs) it was just much easier for us to do it that way rather than taking two cars and all that type of stuff. So that was, but now that was 2018. So that was probably the last time <laughs> I rented a car. And I know right now things at rentals can, can be a little crazy because of a lot of them had issues during, during the pandemic of not just not having people needing to rent cars. Um, yeah. And then it led to like a huge shortage of cars too. So, well, I think and, they, they, yeah. a lot of them had to offload their fleets because they couldn't afford to keep up with keep all the them. cars and now right. that people are traveling again they're having issues so the other thing I would yeah. say is look into it early because I know a lot of these the earlier the better with rental cars also a lot of them if you if you're someone who like plans ahead and you know for sure you're going to need it and you know what what time you need it and all that type of stuff um, a lot of them will offer like a pay now versus a pay later discount so if you pay now right when you book it they typically will offer a lower rate than if you're paying like upon pickup. Um, so keep that in mind as well as you're looking at kind of those, those prices. Um, but like I said, um, budget was the cheapest one that I found. Um, there was another one. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, dollar (laughs) car rental was not a super familiar name to me. Um, they were a little, they were a little bit cheaper. Um, so it just depends. It's like the dollar you're... store of car right. rental place. <laughs> right. So, so it's not a dollar, just like the dollar right. store is not a dollar right. anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So do, you know, do your research, look around, shop around for those prices. And like I said, if you're going to MCO, the nice thing is literally right on their website. Um, they have like links to all the websites of all 10 of the places that service at MCO and like all their phone numbers and everything. So they make it really easy for you, for you to kind of figure that out. Um, the other thing that they do include information about like the check-in services are on this level of the parking garage and that type of thing. So like they give you that already when you're planning ahead. Um, so that was a really nice feature that I found on their website, which was actually really, really helpful. Yeah. And, um, two things I would say to look out to for rental cars. One is some rental places. If, um, like our family doesn't do a lot of credit cards, we tend to just do debit cards. Um, so some places will not rent to you unless you have a credit card and not a debit card, even though debit cards usually function like credit cards. So, um, I think budget will let you rent if you have a debit card, but, um, just, something to look out for. And another one is there are rental car places. We found this out after we got married because we got married super young. There's a lot of places that won't rent to you if you're under like 25 or 24 mm-hmm. or 23 and you need to pay a premium if you're like really young. So, you know, be aware if you're if a very if young person <laughs> that you might need to look for that as well, that mm-hmm. um, try to find a place that will rent to a rent to you and B rent to you, rent to you without an extra fee if you're really young. So yeah, I got a couple same, comments on the spectrum. Yeah. I'm sorry, on Go the ahead. spectrum too. There's also places if you're very if you're more elderly on the elderly side, they won't rent to you if you're 
elderly. So it's like, there's this like perfect age you're allowed to rent a car. (laughs) Right. That's crazy. Um, I've got a a tip here. Always use a credit card that includes includes rental damage insurance to pay the rental. That's a good point. Making sure that your insurance is covered. If you do a rental, you know, look into what your policies are to make sure if you need extra coverage or not before you do that. Um, Yeah. And then Lauren is saying use Fox Rent-A-Car. Um, she said that she's been using them a lot. So that's a great suggestion. I do know though, that they won't have pickup at MCO, um, because they're not on that list. Um, from what I was reading, those 10 that I kind of briefly read through are the ones that MCO uses. So you may have to like figure out how to get to your rental car. Yeah. Depending on that type of thing. So yeah, keep that in mind as well. Yeah. Keep that in mind as well. Another tip, triple A waives the age requirement if you rent from Hertz. Okay, good to know. Yeah, Hertz is more on the pricey side, but they have nice cars. So, yeah. you know, right. if you want to yeah. go a little Hertz. bit more bougie, yeah, <laughs> go from, with Hertz. <laughs> from the rates I was looking at there, they were 62 a day. So not the most expensive, but not the cheapest, kind of somewhere in the middle. So, yeah, depending. Yeah. Lauren says, yeah, it's an additional shuttle. For Fox, yeah, which with yeah. kids you may or may not want to do. So, or they think it's really fun. My kids think the shuttle to like the parking lot is like the best part of the trip. They 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 think they're like the Disney buses, so they just they love it. Right. So, right. you know, but handling all your stuff on and off the bus is a whole other step too. You yeah. have to assess if you're willing to do that, especially with car seats and strollers and bags and all that good all stuff. The so, yeah. definitely keep that in mind. Um, but know that there are tons of choices for if you're whatever you're renting. We talked briefly in a couple episodes about like stroller rentals and that type of thing. Um, but yeah, definitely look at car seat rentals or travel system rentals if that's something you're interested in. Um, and car rentals again, I, I, I do think it's a benefit to have that car on property if that's something that you know you're going to be traveling a lot. Now, if you're going to be just staying on property at Disney, you may or may not need it. Um, so you're going to kind of know your needs to be able to decide if that's something that you want to invest in. Um, cause it is going to yeah. be a cost that you're going to have to, to figure into your budget when you're looking at your trip. Yeah, absolutely. And I, um, oh, I completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> yes. I, no. I think that that leads us, it does lead us though to the question. I don't know if you want to go there or not, but I get so often the question is, should we rent or should we take Disney transportation? I think that's like the age old question when it comes to transportation. Yes. And, you know, like, like you mentioned, you know, if you're going to go a lot of other places, or if you know you're someone who really wants to go off property somewhere, absolutely get a rental car. Um, I, if I know I'm only going to be at Disney, I don't bother because it's just like, it's just going to either sit there or I, we'd have to drive to each park every day. And I like, Personally, I like the option of not having to think about driving and just being able to hop on Disney transportation. But everybody's got their personal preference. If you're like, I don't like public transportation at all, it's not my thing, then absolutely rental car. And then if you're staying, there is parking fees, though, depending on at the resorts. Um, They're Mm -hmm. waived if you rent DVC points, they're waived the parking fee. I think it's, I want to say it's either 25 or 35 a night. I didn't look it up, but it depends on the resort. So value resorts, I believe are 20 a night. And I think the moderate or somewhere in between. And I think it goes up to like 35 a night at the deluxe resorts. Um, so there is that fee that you will have to take into consideration as well with your budget. Um, now for us, 
we drive and I'll get to kind of tips on driving here in just a second, but we enjoy having our car and we, even though we're on property and we pretty much stay on property the whole time, we do tend to drive to the parks. Um, first of all, pro tip, driving to the parks is free if you're already driving on property. So if you've yeah. got a rental car or if you drive there, parking at the parks is free. You do not have to pay an additional fee to park at the parks. Um, so that is something that I feel like is uh, not a lot of people know. Um, you're already paying to park at the resort. You don't have to pay to park at the parks. Yeah, they don't um, charge you twice. Right, exactly. So because my kids still, the last trips that we've taken, have still done that afternoon nap um, and we've gone back to the room, it's so much more convenient for us to drive in the morning. It saves time. We don't have to stand and wait for the bus. And then saving time, not waiting for the bus in the afternoon to go back and forth, um, having our car to be able to drive has been an absolute time saver for us. Um, now, with older kids, that may not be the case because you may or may not be going all the way back to the, to the room or whatever yeah. it may be. Or, but yeah. for us, it's been an absolutely huge time saver. Um, not only that, but then like our kids can eat their breakfast in the car on the way to the parks. Whereas like, you're not allowed to eat or eat or drink on the buses. So like we can take our coffee, they can take their breakfast. If we're running later, we want to give them 10 more, you know, 15 more minutes of sleep in the morning. We can do that because then we just, okay, grab your breakfast. Let's go get, get in the van and go. Um, so that has been, that's a huge reason why we love having our car on property. Yeah. I, um, and, uh, City Hippie Studio. I'm going to see if I know your name. Jennifer. Jennifer. Jennifer says, I've heard bad things about the buses, though. Yes. Um, sometimes the buses are a nightmare. 100%. And so I would say I try to stay at resorts that have the Skyliner or the monorail. Um, and, and the Skyliner does go to some value resorts. It's not just all of the really high-priced ones, which we'll talk about in some future episodes about all of the resorts. But... Um, so those ones that go to uh, on the Skyliner, the monorail, those are lovely transportation options most of the time. They'll still be at the end of the night, long lines for things. There just are. Like Skyliner can have a massive line at Epcot if you just hit it right at closing time that will take a while to walk through. And same with the monorail can take some time at the end of the night. And there are times when I have waited for a bus for a half hour plus to get on a bus. So... Um, You know, it really is, it depends, but it's free and I don't have to rent a car. So the expense, you know, you have to weigh Mm -hmm. is it, I I could save a couple hundred dollars by taking the bus. Well, we might be doing that as, you know, especially because we'd have to rent a bigger rental car because we have a family of five. So, you know, it really is all personal preference of what you like to do and what your budget is and what you prefer. So, you know, but the buses, sometimes it'll be great if you time it just right. And you get right on, and it's great, and it's no yeah. big deal. And sometimes it takes a long time, so it yeah. really depends. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. So, and and one trip, you may have no issues waiting on buses, and the next trip, you may wait 20 minutes every time. Um, yeah. You know, like a lot of, draw. Yep, a lot of the resorts, at least now, will have kind of time guesstimates up that will tell you when they hope the next bus hope the next bus will be arriving. Um, but again, changes. Yes. Yes. So (laughs) it's like, it's it's never a guaranteed thing. Um, which is why then, you know, driving can have that benefit. Um, it just really depends on what you're willing to wait for. You know, when, when my husband and I went without our kids, we still drove 
to the parks and then we just took the buses everywhere because as adults it didn't really matter if we were standing there waiting for 20 minutes for the bus um but pretty much once we had our kids our first trip with my son we did take the bus off and on um but my kids also like to take the bus because again like you said they think it's like the coolest thing um so we try at least characters on the the sides (laughs) yeah you just want to get on the disney bus yeah we try at least (laughs) one time to plan accordingly so that they can take the bus um, because they, they, the novelty of it, you know, where else do you get to ride on a bus that you don't have to wear a seatbelt and you can, you know, sit in these cool seats and there's Disney stuff everywhere and they play and Disney the music. music. I know, and... <laughs> music is so fun. Yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Um, so let's talk about driving. Um, a lot of people think that uh, my, my husband and I are crazy. So we tend to drive. We drive from Ohio. We live in the Dayton area. Um, we are getting ready to drive in 10 days to Disney. Um, a couple of things that I've learned about driving. First of all, um, plan your stops ahead of time. We always plan. We look at how far a tank of gas is going to get us, um, and we plan accordingly. One, because we tend to drive overnight. Now, I get that not everybody can do that. My husband and I have figured it out to where we can leave kind of at bedtime and drive overnight and into the morning. Um, so that way our kids sleep in the car for the majority of, of the trip. That is ends up being about a 14-ish hour trip for us. Um, yeah, yeah, oh it's goodness. long, but, but when we do it overnight, it doesn't feel nearly that long. Um, which is part of why we started doing it that way. We did it that way before we even had kids because it just got us there in a better time frame. And we were always just anxious to get there and just wanted to go. Um, (laughs) So plan your trips out. Um, Again, we plan them, especially because we tend to drive overnight. So we want to make sure that we are stopping in bigger cities that have more gas station options. It will be open 24-7, those types of things, because we tend to stop around midnight or 1, or sometimes it's later like 4 a.m. and we want to make sure that we can find somewhere that's going to be safe and well lit and open 24 7. Um, so that's something that we kind of look at. We literally just planned this last weekend. My husband and I were looking at, you know, the route and making sure and we've driven it so much now that we know kind of our stopping points um, and we know what cities we tend to like to stop in. Um, the other thing is look at travel time when it comes to the big cities that you're going to drive through. We luckily have not too many terribly big cities that we drive through coming down from Ohio where we are, but Atlanta, Georgia is the big one that we have to make sure we time accurately or we will be stuck and stuck good. Um, so we try to time that so that we're driving through Atlanta at the right time. Um, Something that we recently found that we are now loving and my husband is obsessed with is the newest update on our iPhones. The map function will now allow you to enter stops on a route. It's about time. I know. My husband, (laughs) it was very, very cute when my husband was like, did you see? Did you see? (laughs) He was so excited and I loved it. It was great. He's like, let's go to Disney now. Yeah, literally, literally like, okay, if we leave right now, (laughs) I was like, okay, time out. He's like, I'm adding my stops. I appreciate your enthusiasm, but let's, let's, let's talk this out here for a minute. So we went through literally and we routed from our house to, we're staying at the all-star resorts. So to the all-star resorts and we talked about mileage and, and you know, all that kind of stuff. And he entered our stops and now it's just like saved in his phone. So when we get in the van, he can just pull it up 
and we're ready to go. Um, now I also enjoy the paper pencil. So like, I was like, okay, tell me the addresses because I like to write them down because that's just what I do in my little planning notebook. Um, so we've got it's it so kind of cute. both places. I, I, I can't help it. <laughs> I can't help it. It brings me so much joy. It's like my, my little boosts of serotonin as I'm planning out my trip. So um, great. I love it. So that's something if you've got an iPhone, that newest update is super helpful. Um, if you're well, Google Maps has done stuff. it for years. And so if you have an Android, you've yeah. already, you already know. <laughs> you're already there. You're ahead of the game. <laughs> um, so that's a huge thing to make sure you, you take into consideration when you're planning. The other thing that we've looked at, too, is like wherever we end up stopping for breakfast, we typically try to find, if the weather is good and you know you're going to be able to be outside, we try to find like a park nearby in case our kids are like, totally done being in the car, we are okay with taking an extra half hour to an hour and letting them play because like, yeah. it's not worth it makes them, a big difference. Yeah. Screaming in the car. Um, yeah. it's just not worth it. Now on the last trip we stopped, um, in Southern Georgia around breakfast time and we, you know, got out, got breakfast. And now this was still during some pandemic times where a lot of places were not open inside, like their drive-thrus were open, but their, you know, their dining rooms were not open. So if we went, you know, we went and got our breakfast and we got our, our picnic blanket out that we had packed in the back of the van and spread it out on the ground in the park and ate our breakfast <laughs> as, as a picnic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, we asked the kids like, okay, do you want to go play? And my son was like, you know, mom, I think I really just want to get in the car and go to Disney. <laughs> it's like, I don't blame you there. Okay. And so I, you know, I turned to my daughter. She's like, yeah, let's go. It's like, okay, fine. Let's go. It's like the <laughs> ultimate playground. They're like, yeah. why would I want this playground? Right. And that one is right over there. Right. Like, right. come on. <laughs> right. Even though we still had, I think like five more hours in the car at that point in time, but they were, that's they were funny. good with it. Um, so that's just something to, to keep in mind. If you know, you've got a kid that's going to need to get some wiggles out. Um, you know, plan those stops accordingly. Look at, look at where you're going to stop. Is there a park nearby? Is there even just if it's uh, more of like an, a natural park where you can just do a walking trail for 10 or 15 minutes just to stretch your legs. Um, it's super important to make sure when you stop that you do get your kids up and have them stretch and wiggle a little bit, even if they're asleep. We tend to, to still, ours, ours usually wake up by the time we stop anyway, but we do kind of let them get up and, and walk. You know, sometimes if it's just, hey, I have to go to the bathroom, why don't you come walk with me? Even if you don't need to go or aren't going to go or whatever it may be in your situation with your kiddos, but give them the chance to, to stretch their legs. And then if they go right back to sleep, that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Katie O said, I'd love the drive there. I'd be exhausted, cranky when they're driving home. Like, I would agree. Yeah, it would be really yeah. hard to drive home. I don't know how you do that. I, like, fall asleep on the plane on the way home every time. Yeah, we, we, we take shifts, and we talk about it the night before, especially on the way home. It's like, okay, what do we anticipate in the morning? Are you going to be good if I get you some extra coffee? Are you going to be good to drive the first leg? And I'll put my, my headphones in and I, my mask on and, and try to get some sleep. Um, our kids are typically so tired on the way home that they don't mind being in the car. Yeah. Um, they're just done. They're done walking yeah, probably. Yeah. And, and we've up. got, again, utilize your electronics. We've got, we're lucky that in our minivan, we have like the, the movie players. So that way we can oh, just always wanted a movie one of those. <laughs> so did we, and when we, we found our van, it was like match made in heaven. It was like, yes. <laughs> um, so we've got one of those. We'll, you know, we let them pick out what movies they want to take. And we, we try to limit it so they're not just sitting there staring at the screen the entire time. Um, but then I also will bring new things we bought um, at Target. We bought, they have little, and I should have grabbed it. 
Um, Andrew, if you're watching, can you grab their coloring thing and bring it down to me? <laughs> um, they, we have like the little color wonder, but they make them in little booklets that has like a little slot for the marker. And we found them in the dollar section those. at Target. Um, so we always buy a new one for when we go to Disney for the, for the car ride and they get to pick it out, but then they know it's a special one that we're using just for Disney. Um, so that way we, they don't use it except for just for that, that car ride. And typically they don't use it until the way home because on the way there, we try to time it so that they're sleeping the majority okay. of the time. Time. Um, but we do still have some time where they're they're awake. Um, new books, new stickers, those types of things. All the same hacks that you would do if you're flying, we do whenever we're driving as far as what we bring to keep the kids entertained. The nice thing about driving is you don't really have a limit on what you bring. So we tend yeah. to bring like three backpacks typically full of different things that the oh kids gosh. can do <laughs> because they each have their own individual stuff. And then usually we have like a community one that's got their books and their coloring and that kind of stuff and their tablets and those types of things. And it's one of those things where like, even if it literally stays in the car, once we get to Disney, it can stay in the car. Once we get to Disney, we don't have yeah. to, you know, take it back and forth and that type of thing. Um, so we do, yeah, stickers and all that kind of stuff. Um, anything that's mess free, we try to do, um, in, in the car for them. And my kids are at the age where they, they pretty much can entertain each other for a while in the car. They've got, you know, different games they like to play. Um, on our last car ride, we taught them I spy. So we played I spy for a while in the car, which was hilarious to play I with a then three and five year old, just trying to get them to be able to, to do that game was good. Um, we, we do, um, like pack grandma suitcase we do pack mickey's mickey suitcase i don't know if you've ever played that game where it's just like you start similar with letter, games to that yeah yeah you start with the letter a and this like i pack mickey suitcase and then i put something with the letter a so like i packed mm -hmm. an apple or whatever and then we the next person has to do the next letter of the alphabet but they have to remember the previous one as well so they have to list all the things oh, and I that actually that. was like one of our favorite games we played on our super long car trip this year and i may and, need to play a modified version of that with my kids yeah for the littles would yeah. be we yeah. could just go through the alphabet though it'll reinforce yeah. their abcs will be good yeah like you could just <laughs> instead of them having to repeat everything just yeah. do one one at a time but for yeah. the older kids they think it's funny they have to repeat all the silly things that right. they've said before you know so right. then everybody's just laughing in the car yeah that and was, there are so that... many car games and plane games like that that you can play you know a quick google search will give you a good list of of those types of things that you can do um so then, like I kind of said, the benefits of, of us having the car, we talked about, you know, we get, we can drive wherever we need to. We can stop for groceries on our own. We don't have to have them delivered. Um, it's true. We, we tend to shop up here for anything that isn't perishable. Um, so like right now, up, so we, live, we leave in 10 days. Right now upstairs, we have probably 80% of our groceries already purchased because we just look for sales um, and we get you know, we, we use Kroger up here in Ohio. And so then we get our fuel points with that. We get all of our bonuses with all that, you know. Um, so that's something that we have the liberty to then pack and take with us um, because we have we have our van. Um, last vacation, we took two, we brought two strollers with us because we weren't sure. Because my son is at the age where like sometimes he wants to run around and sometimes he wants to sit in the stroller. So like certain parks, we knew how much walking there was going to be. And we just took the single stroller and my kids just rotated. And then certain other parks, we took our double stroller, you know, so like we, we had the ability to do that in our van. Wow. Um, I'm, which I'm sounds... not jealous at all. <laughs> Which it sounds a little crazy. I get that. Okay. I understand that I am a crazy I Disney love mom options. and it I embrace great. that. Right. So like, 
And it was perfect. And then, like, when we, yeah. when we went to Disney Springs, we only took the single stroller because we knew, you know, we just didn't need it. Like, just a lot of options that we had. Um, so just things like that that we just love. Like, we, we can bring picnic blankets. The kids can bring as many stuffed animals as they want. My kids are huge into stuffed animals. Mine so too. like It's so hard to limit them. I know. I'm like, and especially like three. Yeah, only when, three. They're, when they're sleeping overnight, <laughs> they can bring, like, their big, giant, like, you guys know those, oh, like, yeah. sleepy-looking stuffed animals that, like, are the Mickey and Minnie ones that, like, oh, sleep yeah. on. They have... I think they each have three of those. So like they can bring those if they want. And again, if they don't go now, most of those go into the room because my kids insist, but like some of them, we just say, Nope, they're staying in the car and we just throw them in the back of the van and then they can stay there and they don't have to come into the room with us. Okay. Um, But I have to say that, that that's all well and good. If you're staying on Disney property, especially in Walt Disney world, things will be fine in your car. If you are driving to Disneyland, and you are not staying in a secure parking garage for one of the Disney hotels, do not leave stuff in your car because it's Anaheim. And most of the hotels, especially if you're staying in like a a moderately priced one, they have security at night that walk those parking lots Mm -hmm. because there are people that break into cars there. So Mm -hmm. if you're staying in Anaheim and not in a secure parking garage, please make sure you take your stuff into the room. And just don't leave temptation there for people to steal your stuff. They probably wouldn't steal your kids' pillows, but you never know. Right. <laughs> just right. saying. <laughs> well, and typically, like, even in Orlando, when we leave stuff in our car, it's usually, like, tucked away, hidden away, you know, unless it's, like, our stroller. But, like, okay, if you're going to break into my van and steal my stroller, I hope you have the day you deserve. <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Because, like, come on now. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, so those are, so I mean, true. those are the benefits. And for us, especially knowing that we're able to drive overnight and like, yeah, the drive is like 14 hours, but overall, I mean, we, myself, my husband, we're both used to driving from Ohio to the beach, which was, you know, we, we both did that growing up. So like for us, 10 to 12 hour car rides are not unheard of, um, just because of yeah. where we live in Ohio to get to, you know, the closest beaches. It's, at least about 10, 10 to 12 hours. Um, so it's something that we're just kind of used to. That's and a our long kids... way. I'm like, yeah, it's like an hour for us. We're like, let's go to, to the beach for an hour and right. come back. I'm like, yeah, gosh, yeah, no, not that close. Way. We've got some lakes okay. and that's, that's about all that's, that's that close. In, to you can I have am. the two strollers, but I got the ocean. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it evens out in the end. That's too funny. Um, so yeah, so that's, I mean, that's the, the, the major reasons why we, you know, just having the ability to run if we need something or, you know, to run out to Target or Walmart or whatever, if we find in the middle of the week, we've run out of something. Um, yeah. And just it, in the end, we, it saves us a ton of money on airfare. It saves us money on food because we don't have to pay the upcharges that a lot of the delivery services, unfortunately, charge. Um, you know, we can get all of our stuff here and, and just save a ton of money that way because we do tend to then bring breakfast food and lunch food um, for for what we do um, in the parks. We don't typically buy too much food. We usually buy dinners in the parks just because adding dinners to that is just too much. Um, but yeah. we typically then will will pack, you know, basically like a big tote tub full of our groceries for the week and carry it into our room. So, yeah, and I think that in the packing episode we did a whole big long discussion about groceries and grocery mm-hmm. orders and delivering to your hotel and what you know, all that, all of that. So if yes. you missed that episode, you can go back and listen to it on our 
Mom Street USA podcast or on our YouTube channel. It's also posted there. So you, was, if you episode two, if you're episode two, looking you. back through episode two is where we <laughs> talked about packing and groceries all and all that good packing. stuff. Yes. Yes. Um, so I don't want to cut you off, but do you, no, uh, we, we didn't touch on transportation from the airport to Disney. Do we want to yes. talk a little bit about that? That's perfect. Okay. So there's a couple different ways to get, I've, I've done this so much, um, getting from MCO or from the airport in Disneyland. Let me talk about Disneyland first. Cause it's less complicated. Disneyland, uh, you're, pretty much just going to take an Uber or Lyft. That's your options. You could take a taxi, but it's like way more. So don't take a taxi unless you just really want to. It's just, it's very expensive. And um, if you're flying in at a time where it is rush hour, LA traffic is really, really bad, really bad. So be prepared. If you're going to take a taxi, it would be very expensive because you'd be sitting in traffic. So you'd want to take an Uber or Lyft for sure. I would recommend um, like a Lyft XL, which just means you'll get like a larger vehicle, larger SUV or larger, larger minivan that will be able to handle all your luggage. Because I did, I took, I, I got one last time just myself and I had a really big suitcase and the guy pulled up in this like compact car and I was like, oh no, oh, no, <laughs> he, he like buckled my suitcase into his front seat, which was hilarious. <laughs> We did it, so it's fine. But it was it was wonderful. Yeah, LA rush hour is the worst. Yes, so I always recommend if people are going to fly in for Disneyland, fly into um, John Wayne, which is S N A, is the airport code. That's the closest one to Disney. The airport's pretty small, um, but it's not. It's big enough that it's got lots of amenities and restaurants and things in it that you can eat. Not a lot. I should say enough, enough restaurants for you to eat in. Um, and it's very close. It's like 20, 25 minutes without traffic to Disney. So very close. Um, also, you could fly into Burbank. That one's a little bit farther away. So that one's a little bit pricier for your lift. But LAX is like across the city. So I know it might seem cheaper to fly into LAX, but you're going to pay a lot more to get across the city. And it's going to take a lot of time, especially if yeah. you hit it at rush hour. So I never recommend LAX for flying to Disneyland. That's the only last resort is the last resort you can fly to LAX, but I don't recommend it. So those are pretty much your transportation options other than renting a car. Of course, you know, you can always rent a car. Um, I tend to stay in a hotel where I can just walk walk to Disneyland. So I don't usually get, um, I don't usually rent a car there either. I'm just not big on renting cars, I guess. I'm just, I just don't, I do do it. I have done it a lot, but I just don't do it there. Um, I don't know. I got something against cars at Disney. Yeah. Driving through LAX, LAX gives me anxiety. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. me too. We did that on this car trip. We drove through there to get to Anaheim. That was the first time I've driven to Disneyland in years. Oh and it goodness. was just like, Oh, so many lanes of traffic. I'm like, not we don't even have rush hour where I live right now. So I'm like, what am I doing here? Fish out of water. How did I um, get here? How did this happen? I know, but I did used to live in Baltimore. So I know traffic. I get it, mm -hmm. you know, and I've driven in, in New York and Boston and things. So, but anyway, yeah. that's neither here nor there. So <laughs> Disneyland, those are your options. I don't recommend booking your lift ahead of time necessarily, even though if you are a planner, just because they'll give you like the highest rate for it. So it will be the most expensive and mm. odds are you will be able to get a ride when you need it. You might have to wait 15 minutes or something, you know, but you're getting your bags and stuff anyway. So it's usually not a problem. Um, oh gosh, that sounds awful. Half of your five hour drive was spent in LA traffic. <gasps> That's terrible. Ooh. Um, so but let's talk about then Orlando. So flying into MCO, 
you're like, how do I get there? For years, we had the Magic Express. Magical Express? Magical Magical Express. Magical Express. I'm like, I always get the confused. Mm -hmm. Magic Express? Magical (laughs) Express. We had that for years, which was Disney's free transportation to the parks. And it was great. Those were the those were good times. <laughs> the good I old days. Times. <laughs> the good old days. You use your, that was your first chance to use your magic band and they scanned Aww. it and then you got to your resort. It was sad now that Aww. it's gone. But Mirrors is still there. Um, Mirrors Connect is what they call it. And so it's basically like the same thing with less magic. <laughs> they try to make it magical. It's got some trivia. Then it also includes SeaWorld and Universal and stuff and they're like little screens on the thing and it's uh, they got some inflatable palm trees <laughs> okay some lights fine <laughs> i have i've heard some nightmares about mirrors um I, I think i've been blessed to not fly in at times when there's very long lines as i fly in the evening because i'm coming from the west coast so i've never had a problem with them the downside is we've had have had to wait for other people to come to get our bus for like 20 30 minutes and so if you're like want to get to disney really quickly it's not going to get you there very fast necessarily so yeah i've heard of um, people waiting for hours on mirrors because they were like the first of the arrival windows for the bus to fill and it it took two two hours i believe for them yeah just sitting on the bus waiting for everyone else to to -hmm. get there and then you got to go to everybody's resort if yours isn't the first drop off so It can take a very long time. Um, the cost for mirrors is round trip is $32 um, for adults or 27 for kids. Um, and one way is uh, about half that. So um, it's not cost wise. It's, it's, it's doable. Um, and I've, I've had okay experiences with them. I have felt okay taking that, but it, I have had to wait a fair amount of time. So their competitor, which is a newer startup is called Sunshine Flyer. And it has, you might have seen them, they have buses that look like trains on the side, which is really fun. And they so have cute. like, they're dressed like conductors. I've taken them twice and I have, I have paid for it both times. Um, but they're not paid for it. Like something bad happened, but I've like actually paid to go to it. They didn't pay me to do anyway. So, um, <laughs> that sounded so weird. Sorry guys. Um, <laughs> They, it anyway. was really fun. It was a very fun experience. I think for kids, they'd really love it. It's a little bit less organized when you're trying to get on the bus because they're a startup. And I think I'm all for supporting startups and new businesses and ventures. And I think that they're very, they, they communicate very well. I feel like they had a lot of people telling me where to go and they got me on a bus ready to go. But I felt like I had a little bit of anxiety because I didn't know where to go because it's just mm-hmm. not as like organized. But mm-hmm. I think they're still new. So you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've seen TikToks so that recently of people doing Sunshine Flyer that I feel like maybe they've fixed some of those issues because I feel like one of the I most so. recent ones that I saw said that like they felt very good about like the signage and people directing them and that type of thing. So they must have changed. Hopefully, yeah. they I did it adjusted. Yeah, I think I was a couple months after they opened was the last time I was on it. So mm-hmm. I think that they've gotten better. Um, but they're um, $32 round trip for adult and $20 for a child. So they're a little cheaper for children. Under three, uh, three and under is it is free. Maybe it's two and under. Yeah. Under and three for, is free for, for a both while, of them. Say for a while, Sunshine Flyer was running a like kids are free like promo. So keep an eye out for some of those types of things. Yeah. Um, because I know, and I don't know what age they started that at, you know what I mean? But I know for a yeah. while they were, the, a lot of like kids were free for, for their transportation services. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's a, 
Okay. There's a conversation happening on my site. It's like, we have story. My favorite, driving back with pukey kids because they are licking the stanchions in line for Mr. Doubts. Oh, no. <laughs> Not Mr. Toads. Okay. Anyway, so, so I just couldn't ignore that because that was really funny. Um, so in terms of like they, they, you might have to drop off a couple different people at resorts before you get there. So you might have to wait a little bit with those, but you also don't have to bring car seats. So trade off. You don't necessarily have to bring car seats because they don't need them on the bus. So if you're mm-hmm. like, I don't want to travel with a car seat. I don't want to rent a car seat. I'm going to deal with a car seat. I need to be car seat free then these buses are the way to go because you can then go and they don't need them on Disney transportation either. Mm-hmm. You can have a whole trip without it. You know, it's that, that used to give me a little bit of anxiety when I was younger and I had little younger kids. Cause I was like, what if they need their car seat if we have an emergency, you know, and then I'd, right. I'd start to panic. So, you know, think about that. But, um, the other, the sleeper option, and I was doing this research and I told Jackie, I was <laughs> like, I'm so stupid that I didn't do this research earlier. <laughs> Because the cheapest option, my friend, if you have a big family especially, is Lyft. I'm like, why did I think to take Lyft to Disney? Because be, for so long I took Magical Express. That was the way I did it. So I'm so used to doing that. But With a Lyft ride. And all that. Yep. Yeah. An XL Lyft from MCO is 40 to $45. And that's not per mm. person. So if you think of like per person on mirrors is $32 per, you know, for adults and 27 for kids. If I have a family of five, it's way cheaper to get a minivan to take us for 40 to $45. Way cheaper. I mean, even in both ways. So, um, uh, and even a mirrors, like I looked up the mirrors express service where you don't have to ride share with anybody. And it's just like you pay and it's $250 for four people and then additional $50 per person. And I was Mm -hmm. like, that's still way more. So Lyft and Uber, might be the way to go from MCO and get you there faster yeah. for cheaper. Yeah. KDO said my Uber last week was about $45, including a 20% tip worth there the you little go. extra to get time back. Absolutely. That's what mm-hmm. I would suggest, you know, especially if you're traveling, you know, solo or with a family, either way, you know, if depending on what timing you're looking at, if you're trying to get to a park, if you're trying to get to a reservation for dining or whatever it may be, that may be the way to go. I mean, I think it's like even, yeah, round paying that both ways, I think is still cheaper for mm-hmm. my family, at least. It depends on your right. size of your family, too. You know, right. you can, and if you want to do the car seat thing, that's another right. thing. But so I'm just yeah. like, why didn't I do this sooner? Well, and <laughs> a lot silly. of Ubers and Lyfts do have car seat options. You may have to wait yeah. a little bit longer to get those options, um, but you do have those options. Um, the other thing to think about as well is if you're worried about, being on property and wanting to get somewhere quick, you do have the option of minivans and that are run through Lyft and Lyfts and Ubers on property as well. The minivans always come with, I think they have at least one car seat guaranteed. I'd have to look up again what the official uh, wording is on that, but I know they've got car seats built in there that will take you anywhere on property, the minivans will. Um, so there are lots of Uber, Lyft options kind of all over the place as well. Yeah, yeah. and. We've done that too. If the, we just did not want to wait in line for the Skyliner at the end of the Mm -hmm. night or my kids are exhausted and we didn't want to wait for a bus. We would just take a Lyft or Uber back to our hotel and just like doing it once or twice in the week really isn't going to break the bank necessarily. Right. So compared to like renting a car for us. So that, 
you know, it's just options. Just know that you don't, mm-hmm. you're not locked into one particular way if you need to change it up and, and have some right. alternatives. And it's all about knowing what your needs are and mm-hmm. looking around and doing a little bit of research to figure out what best fits your needs. Um, or yeah. if you're someone who's using a travel agent, have them look it up for you. That's part of what they're there for, you know. Um, yeah. So definitely looking at options of renting or not renting or driving or flying or you know, whatever your options may be for your family. There's, there's so many different options. So think about what your needs are. Do your, do your research. Yeah. And Sarah says, I I never realized how close MCO is to the parks because they're so quick. Like, I'm like, you know, it's true because I'm so used to going to multiple resorts on my way back from, you know, Magical Express or, or Mirrors that I, I bet it would be like, oh, we're here already. That's crazy close, you know? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Lots of lots of options. So well, I think we've covered a little bit of everything Jeez, when it yes. comes to getting <laughs> to the parks. Um, if you guys have any questions, now is a great time to put them in our chat. Um, we've kind of answered a lot as we've gone and kind of inserted some commentary from our commenters. We appreciate <laughs> your commentary and your tips. You know, a lot of you guys have other experiences that we may not have had. Um, so it's always helpful when you guys are, are typing in our chats for us to be able to, to share with, with the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like we're stronger together as a community. We have more collective mm-hmm. knowledge, right? All of us together because you and yeah. I have experiences, but not nearly as much as all of us all together. So right. we do appreciate all of those comments, everyone. Like we're just as we're all in this together, trying to yeah. help each other out. So thank absolutely. You. And Kate and I have chatted about a lot of the information that we gave to you guys, including like prices and where to find things. We're going to try to put it all together into an infographic for you guys. So once we get that up, we will let everyone know. We'll post it on all the social medias and Discord and all that type of thing, which speaking of, if you haven't found our other social media accounts, be sure to head up to our bios or Kate's bio over on that side um, (laughs) to find um, all of our links. Um, We do post every episode on YouTube, as well as um, you can find it as a podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, We've got lots of good info posted on our TikTok and our Instagram and all those types of things. So be sure to find us there as well. Yeah. So we haven't done our giveaway yet. We have not. Are we going to do that? Should we do that? We should, but I, hold on. I got to, I brought mine too. I know. I feel like my battery died on mine. They're like, oh no, not lighting up anymore. Sometimes it's hard to see. There we go. Oh, yeah. Yours, oh, yeah. like, now that I see my lit up. dead. <laughs> so, um, those of you who um, maybe don't know, I think most of you that are here probably do know, um, when Kate was at Disney just a few weeks ago, we uh, had her snag an extra pair of these lovely Spaceship Earth ears um, as for a giveaway. So, um, those of you that entered earlier, I typed all of your names into our wheel of names um let's see wheel of names it is wheel of fortune wheel of names um how oh my gosh okay so these are rechargeable um and i these are obviously mine and then they come with a little pouch with a little charger that you can recharge them mine are just battery died yes oh look at the wheel of names Yes, I know. Isn't it so fancy? Uh, shout out to Kirk, who I was like texting earlier, like, what was that website you used? So, hooray. Um, so we have whew, 88 entries over here trying to do this one-handed. Oop, nope, don't, don't scroll the whole page. Let's see this. Don't, uh-huh. why is this? <laughs> there we go. They're so pretty. 
So 88 entries. So over here, I'm going to hit shuffle here a couple times so y'all can watch me do it. Shuffle, 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 shuffle. Alrighty, let's see who our winner is. Oh, I'm so excited. Quick <laughs> to spin. And our winner. <gasps> Victoria! Victoria! Yay! Yay! <laughs> Are you my bad? I don't know if she's in here right now, but Miss Victoria, Victoria. our lovely Pocket Fam friend Victoria, is the winner of. Ooh, look, so you can see my ring light behind the scenes. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me. Oh, I got a flip back. Flip, flip. Yay, flip back, Victoria! Flip back, flip back. There so we go. Exciting. So, Miss Victoria, we will be in contact with you. We know where to find you. That sounded yeah. creepy. I didn't mean it in a creepy way. <laughs> we know where you live. We know where you are. Um, so, Victoria, we will get those to you. Um, so, I'm sure if you find either message one of us on Discord, your uh, address, if you're in here. If not, we'll message you. We'll, we'll find you. But congratulations to Victoria. Hooray. <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. So we are hoping to have some more um, uh, giveaways coming up. Um, I think we yeah, I mentioned... think we should give away a shirt at some point here, too. That's a great idea. We, are, we have our... Yes. I should here. flip it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, got to do the... Our Mom's Street shirts. Yes. So this is my new one. I got, I had to get a second one because I wanted, oh, this way, the logo to be in color. Oh yeah. I appreciated. So I bought the white one. I, I literally it. got it this afternoon. I was like, oh, that's perfect timing. <laughs> that's great. I should have worn my white one too. I thought about it. I was like, I'm going to go peach today. Yeah. I liked it with the ears. But yeah, this, the these good. shirts, if you want your very own Mom Street USA shirt, they are on DisneySisterOne.com. There's a link to my shop in my bio. Very easy to find it there. And um, they are pretty much, they're, they're, we priced them at a price that we thought moms would be able to afford them um, because we wanted it to be special for you guys because this is a community of all of us and we want you all to be able to have one so any profits we do get from that um jackie and i are using to put right back into this to get um freebies for you guys shirts and giveaways like the ears and things like that so this is um not necessarily a huge money-making venture for us it's more for <laughs> us to give back to you and that's what that's what they're all about so we do have long sleeve ones and short sleeve. And I'm going to try to add a hoodie in the next week, I'm hoping, Ooh. because we're heading into cold weather season. And I'm in the Pacific Northwest, and we don't use umbrellas. We wear hoodies. So I got to get a hoodie. <laughs> and I'm in Ohio, so I also need warm weather clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I feel like you need it more than I do. Mine's for the rain. Yours is for everything else. <laughs> well, and, like, Ohio skipped the nice, like, low 70-degree days, and we're just, like, straight up in the low 60s now. And I'm oh, not man. okay with it. Oh, it's fine. Need those it's nice fine. days. Yes, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yes, uh, be on the lookout for more giveaways. Thank you to all eighty-eight of you who entered. Um, it was wonderful to see so many people tagging all their friends in the comments yeah. and just lovely, uh, just lovely messages from some of you. I enjoyed reading down through the comments. So it was it was fun to yeah. to watch it all unfold. I love that. I love that, like, some of the very, like, encouraging comments of, like, why people thought, like, you would be perfect for this or this would, you know, like, I thought of you. And, you know, I love that. I love the building of community and encouraging each other. And that's my favorite because I tell you, 
moms need each other. <laughs> it is Absolutely. too hard to be yes. a mom by yourself. So don't mom alone. Have a mom friend or dad alone yes. for that matter. Yeah. Don't parent alone. <laughs> right. We need each other. In, and keep in mind that we are always here for you guys. If you guys need additional information or you just want to chat, like we're, we're here, we're available. You can find us on any of our social media information that's in both of our, oh, I'm mirrored, in both of our bios. <laughs> you can find us on Discord. You guys, most of you know how to find us. Um, so please feel free to message us if you need extra help or if you just need a listening ear. We are here yeah. for you. That's that's part of the reason why we wanted to do this show and why we wanted to do the podcast and all of the above is just to to be a support system for our fellow Disney moms and dads and parents of all shapes and sizes. Um, so that way we can we can help you plan a magical trip ultimately in the end. Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I love that. I love that we all get to help each other. And I love how much you guys help us too. You know, not only um, just in general supporting as we do this kind of new fun thing, but supporting us and as moms. And um, I, I just, lo- I just love that. I know I'm going to get all emotional. I've had an emotional week, but <laughs> no. I'll get all sappy, but thank you. Thank you for being part of mom street USA. Cause it, we really wouldn't um, have any of this without any of you. So we need all of you are all mom street USA, not just us. So thank absolutely, you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm getting lots of love in my, in my oh. chat over here for, for both of us and all the Disney moms in our Disney community. And if you're uh, new to the, the mom street stream and you're looking for a Disney community, um, feel free to head up to our bios to find the um, discord that a lot of us are a part of, which is the walrus carp discord through our friend Kirk. Um, there is a huge Disney community over there that is just so wonderful. I, I, it's, it's so hard to describe how wonderful this, this group of people is. Um, so feel free to join us over there. Even if you don't know anything about discord or Disney and you just want a place to, to go hang out, feel free to join us over there. We would love to have you. There's a whole channel for our show over there. Feel free to drop any comments or questions in there. Um, so that way we can help answer them. And I know sometimes it's hard. We can't always see every single comment and question that comes through in the chat, but we try our best to get them all. So if we missed something tonight that you ask, go put it in the discord so we can make sure to answer that for you guys. Um, Absolutely. We want to make sure that, that you guys find your answers to your questions as you prepare. Um, I am going to be starting getting into frantic uh, planning mode. So I <laughs> I will do my best to answer questions as much as I can on discord. I'm not um, in fran- sh- frantic planning sure mode, so Kate will back know, me up. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm still trying to figure out when I'm going next because I had planned to go in November and then yeah. um, I got laid off from my job. So I'm still trying to figure out my life and where hey, and what I'm doing. Aren't we but, all trying to figure out our lives sometimes? It's okay. It's I okay. Know. It's good. So, yeah, <laughs> but it'll be good. And I, I yeah, I just think... Um, I think the word that's coming to mind for me is that I just want everybody to be seen and then that we see you. I think that moms can really feel invisible at times. We do a lot of things behind the scenes that not a lot of people see or notice, you know, but what you do is valuable and important. And uh, I see you. Jackie sees you. We see you. Yes. Absolutely. And before we end tonight, we are both sending our love to anyone in Florida 
yes. who has been affected by the massive storm that just went through. I know a lot of you are in pocket fam and we've heard from a lot of our friends that everyone is doing okay. Um, but again, sending our love to you guys and, and we hope that everything continues to improve for you guys. And yeah. if you're in the Carolinas and in the, the next kind of wave of that storm, please stay safe and yeah. know that, you know, the, the discord is here for you guys. Again, if you just need someone to chat with, post away. That's what, that's what we're here for. That's what Kate and I are here for. That's what pocket fam is here for. So, so yeah. use that and use us. We're, we're here for you guys and continuing to send our love to everyone impacted by the storm. Absolutely. And um, I think that that's pretty much it tonight. Yeah, I think so. I think we're good. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for Mom Street USA this week. Um, coming up next week, do we want to talk about next week before we go? Yeah, absolutely. Trying to remember what's next week. <laughs> yep, I got it. I, I'm ready. Okay. It's right here. So next week done. we are going to dive into resorts. So we are going to start talking about kind of each. Um, each level of resorts and kind of what they have to offer and what your options are there. So we're going to start with the value resorts. Um, so that's coming up next week. Um, so if you guys have questions or you want specific advice about something related to the value resorts, um, you can drop that in to the discord or send us a message about that. Um, but that's coming up next week. Looking ahead then the following week is our next special guest episode. Cause I will be in Disney. Um, so Kate will be doing a special guest episode. Um, then two weeks from tonight, um, with Sarah, who is the three Mouseketeers. If you know her on TikTok, um, she will be our special guest with Kate that week. Um, so lots of fun things coming up. Again, thank you guys so, so much for joining us tonight. We always appreciate you guys being here with us. Yeah, I hope that you have all a wonderful night, a wonderful weekend. Stay safe for those of you who are in the southeastern part of the United States. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for being part of Mom Street USA. We love you guys and have a wonderful evening. <laughs>